Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. If you've got a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. I'd love to answer your questions. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Frank from Portugal asks, I've had my eye on a sixplex that's been on the market for five years. The original owner who built them went into bankruptcy eight years ago and only completed 60% of the project. I've spoken with the local bank manager that owns the property and I've explained my reasoning for a low offer and we agreed on a reasonable figure for the property. The property is listed at 855,000 euros and four different builders have quoted around 600,000 to complete the project, giving a total of 1.45 million. I've had three different local agents value the completed properties and the valuations are on the low side at 225,000 per unit, which is a total sale value of 1.35 million. We've made several offers, our highest being 400,000, but the bank won't budge. The opportunity is in short-term rentals where you can possibly get a thousand euros a week for about 12 weeks as this area is a hot local tourism market. Perhaps the property could also be reconfigured into a larger number of smaller units in the same footprint. It's important to know that the decision on the sale of the property is being made at the bank's head office about 70 miles away. We're not sure what's driving the valuation, but it's out of context with the local property market. How would you proceed in this case or would you just move on? Well, Frank, this is a great question. I don't have an exact answer to your specific situation because there's a number of additional questions that I believe need to be answered before you make a decision. Whenever you consider a business opportunity, you need to examine three aspects. Number one, the market opportunity. Number two, the team who's going to operate it. And number three, the specific deal. So let's start with the market opportunity. You identified a seasonal short-term rentals market as the opportunity. And there's no question that that region of Portugal where you're located attracts a lot of visitors from all over the world. It's considered one of the top retirement destinations for people in the UK. I believe the demand is strong, but it is seasonal. You need to do a detailed study of the local market, not just for the hot summer months, but for year-round. I own a short-term rental business in the Rocky Mountains. Before making the decision to invest in that market, we did extensive market research to understand deeply how the market behaves in all seasons. We looked at a number of units in the market. What was the makeup and location of those units? What was the average daily rate by month? What was the occupancy by month? We also got a hold of some hotel data to further support our analysis. We constructed a financial model for what our ideal property would attract in revenue and profits. We didn't have a specific deal in our hands at that point but we are convinced we had favorable market conditions at that instant in time. That's not enough to make an investment in the market. We needed to know what the local government had to say about short-term rentals. Were the rules governing short-term rentals well-established? Were they going to change? Many markets operated for years with no rules and eventually surprised owners by putting them out of business. In our case, the municipal government had built the rules into the zoning regulations. Property that's zoned residential cannot have short-term rentals, property that's zoned vacation or tourist, permit them. Making a long-term investment in an environment where the rules are likely to change is not a great idea. Number two, let's look at the team. Short-term rentals are a service business, not that different from a hotel. The way we operate short-term rentals results in five-star reviews across the board. That doesn't happen by accident. We took the time to define the systems and processes that would deliver that result, and we hired the team that we could rely upon to consistently deliver that result. If you want to travel, if you want to have a life, you need to hire the team that can deliver. 
That also means the project needs to be large enough to generate sufficient cash to afford the staff and pay enough profit to you as the property owner. If not, then you just spent a lot of money to buy yourself a job as a cleaner. Number three, the deal. Sounds like you've worked backwards from the rental income to determine the maximum you can afford to pay for the property. If the bank's holding onto the property for that long, they may have a skewed view of its value, or there might be something else funny going on behind the scenes. Banks are not usually in the business of owning property. If they're carrying the property on the books at an inflated value, there might be a reason they're keeping it on their balance sheet. They're usually in the business of managing money, not property. I don't really know. I'm just speculating here. Maybe it's helping their balance sheet to have an inflated property on their books. I don't know. Something to check into. Maybe you could ask the bank whether they would be willing to finance the property at its assessed value. That might tell you a little bit about whether it will appraise at that value or not. So a few more questions than answers, but I think these are the real questions you need to be answering before you get wrapped up in the specifics of that particular property. Thank you, Frank, for a great question. And hopefully this answer is helpful to you and the listeners at home. In the meantime, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.